0: And welcome back to another episode of City View, a podcast, Quincy podcast with Mayor Tom Koch. I am his media director who gets to, you know, sort of officiate or what do you, what am I, what's Fishy my job? Age. Host? I what the hell you're supposed to do. <laughs> I get to chat you with the to, mayor. You get to do the controls, I, yeah. So. Well, I do more than just do the controls, well, which is true. <clears> why we why? bring a little radio station basically into your office because that's well, what we are on this beautiful day of the weirdest weather we've ever had in the... State of Massachusetts. Welcome, Mayor. Thank you, Mark. To your show. I appreciate uh, you uh, <laughs> inviting me to my office. <laughs> well, let's just move on, shall we? We're going to talk first about, we got a few things to talk about today. One, we're going to talk about Furnace Brook, that golf course that the city owns, and that great asset that we own as a city. Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Sounds good. Furnace Brook Golf Club, which way back when was an 18-hole course. They sold nine of it off, Puritan Drive, over that part of our city. <laughs> Was uh, once part of the golf course. And what happened in 1972, the golf course was in trouble financially. So at the time, uh, Mayor Walter Hannon and those folks on the city council made a deal. And that was the golf course would not have to pay any taxes for 50 years. And at the end of the 50 years, the city takes ownership of the golf course. And that was done to protect it as open space. The city was concerned the golf club might have gone out of business and sold it off for house lots. And that's an important piece of open space for our city. So I know as we were approaching the deadline coming up to the 50 years, the golf course folks were trying to renegotiate a lease and just, it, it was impossible. The deal was baked. And then of course the rumors started, oh, the mayor's going to sell it for house lots. The mayor's going to put a cemetery. The mayor's going to do this or that. And, <laughs> and, uh, and we, from day one, it was always a case of, okay, we're going to take the golf course. It's an asset and we're going to work on it and we're going to, you know, they, they weren't putting any money into the last few years because why would you? They were giving it up. So it needed work. Uh, irrigation system was in bad shape. Clubhouse, which we'll get to in a second, is in terrible shape. So the course needed some upgrades, needed some embellishment. It's an op- it's a public course. Uh, there are uh, memberships available through the process by which it is run by the City of Quincy Department of Natural Resources. So a- having said that, we met with the membership of the golf course, in a neighborhood meeting commissioner murphy then took over uh, had several meetings with the various parties about some of the challenges up there with drainage and you know egress and traffic and and so forth so we we had public works involved we had traffic and parking the traffic engineer involved so we looked at every aspect of it the plan that uh, david brought in originally a lot of comments about it so adjustments were made based on the comments <laughs> But at in, in any rate, in, at the end of the day, I think most of the neighbors and most of that area is very happy with the, the, the direction we headed. And, and that's the, what's important in the area, too, the neighborhoods. Oh, it's, a, it's a huge asset for that neighborhood. It's not only the golf course, but there's, you know, there's a tennis court, basketball court. There's some playground equipment up there. And, um, of course, like every other park, uh, a lot of dogs are walked up there as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a beautiful spot, a really beautiful spot. So the last piece we wanted to deal with was really the clubhouse itself. The old clubhouse, which has um, been there a long, long time, doesn't meet any ADA requirements. It, everything in it was old. We did some analysis. It just wouldn't have made sense to try to pour money into that. So the decision was made and the recommendation was made, and then we went to the city council asking for approval to build a new clubhouse. Essentially, we'll bring some temporary trailers up there, put the operation out of the trailers, knock the old one down, build a brand new one, which should be also open to the public, as, as you know, we currently have a contract with the Fours restaurant, which is handling the food and bar up there. Which is great. So It is great. Yeah. They do a nice job. They're a proven company. entity, good company. Yep. Tim Colton, great people. And uh, so that, that continues. And obviously, once the new clubhouse opens, it's an asset not only to the golf club, but to the neighborhood. People can walk up and on a nice summer night, sit on the deck and have a burger or, or whatever it may be, uh, perhaps a cocktail with it. And, and that's all great. So it's we want this to be a public asset, people to be able to enjoy it and particularly the neighborhood to go up and enjoy it as well on, on any time of the year. But uh, so it's Dave Murphy and his crew have done a very nice job. I know the appropriation sounds like a lot of money, but we are bringing revenue in with this course. So the, the golf revenue that comes in will offset most of the debt service that we're taking on to bring the course up to, up to snuff, you know, so it's been uh, up to par, I should say, right? <laughs> <Come on. laughs> no, what, yo, what wait you, a Mr. minute, hold on a
0: there, there, we go. Go. there we go. I wanted the other one. Was the laughter? Hold one? on one second. I'll get that. No, you, what you really wanted was this. I don't know, no, that, that's for your podcast. <laughs> At any rate, appreciate the council support,
1: uh, most of them. Uh, I think it's a good program for the city, and I think they see the wisdom in it. Thank Dave Murphy, his crew, for the work going on. Uh, I'm not much of a golfer, but I, I'd like to get up there and play nine sometime this season. To, but I haven't been playing up there in a long, long time. I only play in a couple of tournaments a year, charity tournaments, yeah. so... Uh, but I'm getting, I'm hearing from folks that everything is going well. That the transition's been good. The course is being very well maintained. Uh, so that's all. That's all good stuff. You know, it's another, again, another public
0: asset that we should all enjoy. Absolutely, I think it's beautiful up there.
1: Great place to yeah, go. Yeah, and, and eventually walk. the Forbes Hill Tower, which is the old water tower by yeah. the old reservoir mm. that used to be up there. Uh, there's some great old historic pictures. But we have some plans to kind of clean that up and embellish that get the towers and the antennas and stuff off of it uh perhaps put a
0: flagpole up there and light it at night um so it's a beautiful spot up there it's one yeah, it of the really highest is. points in quincy yeah it really is it's beautiful up there so let's move on to a couple of other improvements that are happening as the mayor of the city you are overseeing the care of you know the several buildings that we own i mean we own what 80 structures or something or eighty eighty buildings and it's in yeah world. it's more than 80 uh 80 buildings of
1: all sizes of course yeah. from from uh the restroom building at and Field to North Quincy High School or Quincy High. Well, and North, North Quincy in High School.
0: North Quincy High School is some great improvements up there.
1: These buildings are, are enormous. They require a lot of care and custody, and, and we do that each and every day. And, uh, they, again, they're public assets where our job is to maintain them, to keep them well maintained. And, by the way, you know, you want the experience for our kids and staff to... Be enjoyable and safe in the environment. So there's always there's always projects that are going on. There's always needs for upgrades, whether it's electrical. In this case, it's HVAC for the building. It's a, Again, it's a big building that yeah. uh, covers a lot of square feet. So, yeah, there's that. That was part of the same night. We also did an appropriation for the Kennedy Center. The Kennedy Center, I just out there earlier, had uh, lunch with about 125 seniors and and uh, it was great to be with them. And they're more always, active. They're more active up there than some of the young people that I know. At that, well, so I've much heard, going on. I've heard on more than one occasion from seniors how important that place has been to their life. That yeah, you know, they lose a spouse, uh, they don't get out, or they didn't get out before. They're stuck home, and uh, was not much to do. So you get out, and you know, Mother Teresa used to talk about the human condition. She used to talk about people that were were dying. It, it wasn't so much of what they were starving for food. They were starving for some love. They were starving for a touch. And I think seniors, and to some degree, have that issue if they're stuck or they're homebound and they're by themselves. You know. Uh, so this became a huge, huge place of, of gathering. And, and, I mean, there's a lot of activities that go on in there, whether it's card games or dancing, a computer. I mean, there's all kinds of things. But... The basketball, and point is, and <laughs> the point is pickleball. They're there with their peers. They're there with friends, yeah. making new friends, and it helps pass the day in a very positive way. So I think we're, I think we're eight thousand members in that place now. I think what, what the latest was Tom had told me. So so it's become a home away from home for many people. Yeah, which is very very important. And uh, so I'm, I'm del- I, every time I go out there, there's such a good spirit out there. And but the building was on piles, but the structure of the building. <sighs> Uh, over time with the salt water right nearby has created some some challenges for underneath. So another part of that appropriation was for us to go and do some engineering design, but to fix the structure so that it doesn't fail. And uh, that's very important that we do that. So that's that was part of the, the task. Paul Hines, his Department of Public Buildings, will oversee all of these projects. Obviously, Dave Murphy will decide on the furnace book all the details, but... Paul's team helps oversee these projects along with outside engineers and architects and so forth. So we gotta keep we gotta keep these things up. Yeah. It's constant. Yeah, well. Just I, like at home, right? I exactly. Mean, exactly. Just like on a much the other day, they, they were getting a new a new kitchen and uh and it was like sixty grand, you know, to replace a kitchen. So the, the dollar doesn't go far
0: today. All right, let's shift gears a little bit, moving from upgrades to talk about July first is a big day for the Quincy Fire Department and why is that? July first.
1: In 2023, Ladder 4 goes into service. Ladder 4 was in Houseneck taken out of service back in the early 1990, 1991. So it's been a long time since we've had that ladder trick. I know we had an announcement several weeks ago about the restructuring of the fire department, and uh, Chief Jackson and his crew come up with a, a really an excellent master plan that serves the public very well. So the new fiscal year starts July 1. July 1, Ladder 4 pulls into house neck for the first time in a long time. Wow. Now during storms and things, we would put an extra ladder truck in service because sometimes the peninsulas would get cut off. So you want to have the maximum service, but this is year round 24 seven. Now that part of our city will have a ladder truck and the, some of the new uh, manpower that we just put on, just finished the Academy makes this all possible. So,
0: you know, I found it amazing that in that announcement that you had that how emotional the firefighters were and the chief was and, Everybody was talking about this, and the guy, the other guy that came from out of town, mm-hmm. who was the head of the unions, uh, usually doesn't come here for a good reason. Usually, he's here to complain. But how emotional they get about this decision—that's why I want to. I really wanted to kind of focus more on how important this was. Yeah, sure. So you know, if, in many
1: places, you, you'll drive by a firehouse, you'll see some pieces of equipment in there. Sometimes only one or two pieces may be manned, and then those that are manned, they may be manned with a couple of guys. So in the fire service to protect the firefighter, but also to maximize their effectiveness getting to a fire, you need the right amount of manpower on each piece of equipment. They're complicated pieces. You have a pump truck that, you know, has controls on it. You've got somebody that's hooking to the hydrant. You got some you got two guys on the hose because the hose you can't manage it with one guy. The the weight and pressure in these things. So so the old days you'd rush three or four pieces of equipment there just to get the manpower to man one or two pieces. So wow. it's a people don't realize that driving driving through a city or a town, or to see the firehouse, they feel safe. So years ago, what would have been a four or five alarm fire today is a two alarm fire. The old days, they were pulling more bells to get more guys to man the equipment. It wasn't a case of, you know, needing the extra equipment. It, the sooner you get to a fire and effectively get in and knock that fire down, the better for everybody. Injury purposes, obviously to save the property and the persons involved in that in that house. Montclair was recently, these last few months we've had some good ones. Montclair, we had one on C Street. And uh, getting there quickly with the right manpower, the right equipment that can knock that fire down and minimize the, the loss of life. Injuries, both for the public and the firefighter. And obviously the last thing would be the saving of the property. So this is a big deal. I yeah. mean, there was. A, I remember the council meeting. I was chief of staff at Jim Sheets. I was representing him on the city council when, uh, at the time, Chief Paul O'Connell was presenting the budget and dealing with cuts. I mean, there was a major downturn in the economy at that time, and there were major cuts, and, and that was one of the cuts. So incrementally over the years we've been adding back to the police, to the fire, to the schools, to our various departments to serve the public to get us to a place where we should be, where we should be for the city of 105,000 people, and uh, so it's uh, it's a good day for the fire department, but it's also a good day for the people of Quincy, specifically housing and Germantown.
0: Well, and, and and again, it just shows you too the firefighters they take their jobs incredibly, incredibly serious, and it just it means saving lives at the end of the day, and that's what they said, no, and that's it, what it, it's it, about.
1: It, absolutely, and yeah. and it you know you're there to get in and rescue, save somebody, but you're also want to make sure that our firefighters are protected uh, with the right gear, with the right amount of help around them. You know, it's a dangerous job to start with. So we should give them the manpower and the resources they need to effectively do their job. I don't think that's too much to ask. So it's it was time. And um, I'm thrilled. I, I appreciate Chief Jackson and his crew. And we have a good relationship with 792, of the union. Everyone's pulling in the same direction. And Everyone is very pleased. And so the the other parts of that plan, which we had talked about, was we're looking at the West Quincy Station over uh, Copeland and Miller Street, over that section there. And we're looking at addition to that station to put the ladder truck from Wollaston at West Quincy and then move from Central, the rescue truck, to Wollaston. Wollaston is really almost dead center of the city. And the rescue truck goes to every call. So it makes more sense to have that there. Ladder truck. Then we've got the ladder truck. North Quincy, West Quincy, Quincy Center, and Howes Neck. Uh, and then, of course, eight pent pumping engines uh, in service year round at all eight stations as well. So it's uh, it's a good plan. And uh, we have a new ladder truck that's been on order for some time. And I know we've talked about this, but it <laughs> takes it takes uh, almost three years to get a ladder truck from the it's time you order for delivery. So we purchased a couple to, from one from a local department in Howich. And another one from a place in, in Wisconsin, which now gets us in a good place for, for a good couple of years uh, until that new one comes in.
0: Well, that's, that's exciting. And, and again, when you look at it, uh, juxtaposed to other cities and towns that are struggling, to, they're, they're in the same situation that we were in the 90s when you were saying that they're losing and making cuts. And a lot of cities and towns around us, we forget how we've – over meticulously planning and doing this over the years has set us up to where we're now in the best shape we've been since the eighties. No, and, and, and some of that that's some of my response when people say, Hey, well
1: this new building, where's my tax money going? Well, we got a top shelf, excellent school system with with a small class size. We got the best in police and fire services, the best in parks, the rebuilding the roads throughout the city, our libraries are outstanding, veteran service, the senior service, that's where the tax money's going. Yeah, and a rainy day fund basically uh, if we needed to. It, it, yeah, absolutely. So it, it's um People expect and deserve the services, and, and we provide them. I've often said that nobody does it better in Massachusetts than Quincy when it comes to services. We I can think, debate a lot of
0: issues. That, I think but Charlie, I wrote Simon wrote, Charlie Simon wrote that song about Quincy. Nobody does it better. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, please don't. It was <laughs> but, going so well. Well, let's, again, shift gears, if you will. We had a great weekend uh, with Porch Fest this last weekend. That's been something that's sort of gained steam over the years. And it Arthur sure has, Bublee yeah. And Ian and, Kane and started, and Ian, started that a long time ago. Ian Cain,
1: yeah. absolutely. And uh, I was able to visit two parts of the city. I didn't get to Walliston Hill, but I got to Marymount, spent some time there, moved around. And uh, there's just such a good feeling. Yeah. I was out in and finished the day there. And it uh, reminds me a little bit of after the Fourth of July parade, in Squanam Marymount, everyone gathering, cookouts, sandwiches, music playing, just a good time. And, uh, you know, so all those folks that hosted, awesome, all those people that played, great work, great job. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had some more experienced bands and others that are just trying it out for the first time. It was a little bit of everything. It was and pretty it cool. And ran
0: the gamut from what I've seen on Facebook because I was homesick as a dog all weekend in bed but I'll but what I've seen on Facebook is I saw like some hard rock bands I saw some folk acts yeah. I saw a friend of mine Steve Dooner who teaches over at Quincy College. he was singing with like a, a Dixieland kind of a thing doing 40 songs it was it was cool. all over the
1: place absolutely it was pretty yeah. cool it was and great was, it was a great chance
0: to go out and see everybody it was a, and, the, and the weather was good we, it was iffy I the, know. but it worked out it was great. Well, that's great. I'm glad some people enjoyed last weekend. Anyway, let's move on to this weekend coming before we get to the 4th of July, which will be our closing discussion. But we have a few things happening uh, this weekend as well, starting with July 1st. July 1st, we have the Dorothy Quincy Homestead Open House Tours, and that is going to be from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. on 34 Butler Road. If you haven't seen this, folks, again, visit our national parks in the city of Quincy. If you live here, you've got to see the treasures we have. But that's at the Dorothy Quincy Homestead. And by the way... They will host the mayor, who will be doing a special reading of the Declaration of Independence. Yes, they've asked me to do that. I better brush up on it. I you hope. They, I hope they're not no, expecting they me memory, to right? do it
1: from memory, because <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Um, no, I look forward to that. The dames do a great job down there maintaining the place. It's owned by the state, that facility, but it's run by the dames. And we have provided, Society, yeah. We've provided them uh, some help to the community preservation with some of the restoration for that. So we
0: have so much in the city, and that's another great example of the historic assets we have it really is and that's going to be happening again july 1st from 11 a.m to 1 30 p.m also on uh july 2nd which is sunday we have we're having a good quincy celebration that we've it's one of our newer festivals that we've done here uh that you have commissioned our events guy john mcdonald's put this together it's a patriotic celebration on july 2nd it from it's starting at 4 p.m on hancock adams common it's going to be a great uh great afternoon all american fair with um festivities, including Northeast Ceremonial Navy Band, other musical guests, cookout. It's going to be all kinds yeah, of fun some, stuff some happening. games out there for the
1: kids, yeah. And, and I, it was just a smart move, I thought, on John's part to make it later in the afternoon when the sun isn't so. This time of year, usually it's, it's sweltering hot, so we don't know what we're in for the weekend.
0: But having it later in the day, I think it makes it a little easier on the, on the older folks. And the other thing, the last thing we have, I guess, going on on the second, we have two things happening on the second. And if you feel like, um, if you if you're really into drum cores and you want to, uh, tickets are twenty to forty dollars. By the way, it's the twenty twenty three DCI East Coast Showcase. Uh, it's twenty to forty dollars a ticket, and you can you can catch drum cores live. Uh, on July second at the Veterans Memorial Stadium, join the Boston Crusaders, the Cadets, Jersey Sh- uh, Surf, Seventh Regiment, and so many more. There's a lot of them playing there. Yeah, so. There's so many folks, the older folks that played in
1: a marching band when they were young, and they look forward to an event like this. Uh, Crusaders, we've seen a number of times over the years, marching and operates. It's it's really a great take. Plenty going on. What else is happening though this weekend? Which uh, I forgot to mention the the Free Jacks, the New Free England Jacks. Free Jacks, in the semifinals playing the uh, O'Glory oh Glory DC and if they win this they go to Chicago for the finals of professional rugby it's in pretty amazing
0: that the last so that's on saturday night right that's Saturday uh, night, the I f- first, so. I believe it is. I believe yes. so. Yep. so, that's uh, check out uh, freejacks.com. 530, I think. Yeah, it's just freejacks.com. You can check that out. I, I believe last time, and this is what blows my mind, is that they've really done a great job with bringing people there. I mean, they've brought Bad English, was a band there, the Crash Desk Dummies were there. I mean, some really great, great bands. Uh, Cracker was one of the last bands they had there. But they also had almost 5,000 people at Veterans Memorial watching rugby.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the energy, when you when you're at a game, the energy is amazing down there. I mean, uh, they got a good, strong, loyal following. They, they come from all over. But I see a lot of Quincy people there going down and bringing their families and just enjoying it. They've got concessions. They have a beer festival. They have all kinds of entertainment. And then, of course, the rugby, which is got to be one of the toughest professional sports there is. These guys are playing oh. out there with no pads on. It's pretty, pretty cool. And, and the other thing is that They love Veterans Memorial Stadium because it's such an intimate place. When you see them on playing teams around the country, they're in a lot of big professional stadiums, and you get 5,000 people there, and it looks like there's 100 people there. It's lost, and it's so far from the field. These guys love the intimacy of the fans being right there on top of them.
0: Yeah, and I love the tailgating aspect of it all too. People yeah. are tailgating in Quincy. I love it. This is a professional sports team in Quincy, which is pretty awesome. So, and I know we're going we're to close with the Fourth of July coming up, but we also want to congratulate our newest uh, um, chief of police, Mark Kennedy. Uh, I'm very excited about uh, his
1: tenure. He's um, he came up through the ranks, remarkable guy, great background, very bright, respected by all. Comes from a great family. I mean, it just it's, it you know obviously Chief Keenan leaving us. Mark Kennedy taking over as the new chief, and he is, it's just a smooth transition. Things are going very well. We have a very professional department, so I'm certainly
0: proud of him. I, I we left out some events, wasn't it? No, that? well, did we leave Ruth us? Gordon. Oh, Ruth Gordon. Oh, yeah. So, we on, have some, uh, so the, the beauty is, and, uh, well, I can go on about events all because we have events happening all the time. So right. every Friday night uh, at the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater from June to August, there are some amazing things happening there. This from an open mic night, which they had, I guess, last Friday. Uh, they have Celtic Band, Jazz, Blues, a Ruth Gordon tribute that they're going to have some, some uh, of Ruth Gordon's films there. And also the uh, Japanese animated films are going to be there. And there's just so much happening. Uh, the Friends of the Ruth Gordon Amphitheater have come together and, and put together a really good, robust list of entertainment. Uh, to bring that place to life too, and especially with the way the new Pageant Field looks and everything, if you haven't been up to Pageant Field, take a look. But every Friday night from June to August, uh, that'll be happening too. And I want to thank the organizers uh,
1: that have reached out and, and uh, working with Dave Murphy once again on programming the place. So, so plenty for
0: people to do in Quincy. I didn't even mention Kilroy Square. Friday we have the farmers market at Kilroy Square. We, we have the market and we have the beer, beer garden. garden. Every every uh, Friday, live music on Fridays and Saturday nights at Kilroy Square, right outside. It's really a nice night too. It's a great. Um, so you want to check those places out? We, we just have so much happening right now in the city, which yeah, is what we wanted Good and stuff. always wanted. So finally, let's—we're uh, about to head into Fourth uh, of July, which I'll be flying out. I'll be leaving the United States on the Fourth of July. Did you get? Did you get approval? From, from, are you taking some time off? I'm taking some uh, time off. I'm how am I going to know you're gone? My daughter and I go to Paris and Rome and Vienna and Prague. It's going to be fun. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, <clears throat> going to—it's a lot of traveling in a couple of weeks. Anyway, so. Let's talk about Fourth of July. Let's talk about how Quincy celebrates Fourth of July and why it's so important.
1: Well, uh, first of all, we you know it used to be full of a lot more activities with neighborhood uh, back back when we were kids. I remember, welcome young, we'd get on there, uh, but but the big ones today are are the Squantum Parade and the Marymount Parade. Now there's other places like Snug Harbor, and I'm sure they do flag raisings, and some people still do some other. Uh, field events and so forth. But the biggies that day, I start usually at a Harris Circle at nine in, in Adam Shore, go over to Squam, do the parade, then head back to Marymount and do the Marymount parade. So uh, it's old Americana. It's really old, great neighborhood stuff. Neighborhoods, they build their own floats and <laughs> kids it. have a blast. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a great event. But you know, it's a reminder too that you know it all started here. You think about what we celebrate nationally for July 4th. This is where it all began. I mean, and I and I get I get a little frustrated and aggravated with with some of the craziness that's gone on the last few years. Kind of completely dismissing uh, founding fathers like like they were a bunch of uh, uh, crazy white men who um, didn't support equality for all. That's that's such garbage. And and I, I like to remind people that look, they weren't perfect, and they and and many of them recognized. That we couldn't start off in perfectness because they couldn't have pulled it together, resolving every issue. In fact, the great words to form a more perfect union. It wasn't a perfect union by any means. But I like to say it this way. John and Abigail Adams, John Hancock, we can talk about all the others, but let's use them. They pledged their lives, their fortune, and their honor to create this country. If Great Britain had beaten back the revolution, all of those folks, George Washington, Jefferson, Franklin... Madison, Monroe, all of them would have been hung in the public square. Their families would have been murdered, and their properties would have been burned, and all their assets would have been confiscated. So don't tell me out there, revisionist history folks, that these people didn't matter. And we as a nation continued to evolve, and thank God we progressed in many ways. And John Adams, probably the only founding father, Mark, that could stand to today's standards— him and Abigail together could stand today's standards. They, they were anti-slavery. They were anti-partisanship. I think Washington is letting us down today because of the partnership on both ends. The right-wing nuts and the left-wing nuts have taken over, and they get all the oxygen. So we got to get back to the spirit of America first, and that's what the Adams has stood for. So, folks, rem- look let- Let let me remind you, this is still the greatest country in the world, and we should never apologize for American exceptionalism because we've led the world in freedom. So happy 4th of July, everybody.
0: Happy 4th of July, everyone. God bless America.